Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you, as always, by TheRinger.com and The Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find such podcasts as Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, new producer, Kyle. It is no longer Tate Frazier. It is now Jim Cunningham. Jim was, uh, as we were prepping for the pod, he said, be sure to tell all of your listeners that I am now the producer of Against All Odds. I was uh, very happy. One Shiny Podcast, Tate Frazier Requiem, probably his big break there. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. he got a lot of he got a, a lot of people were asking me about Jim, and I was like, you don't want to know. Sal was like, I got to get this guy. Yeah, this guy. They're like, Jim is really funny and entertaining. And I was like, don't meet your heroes. I promise. So you're welcome. You, you will be very yeah, basically you're welcome. Yeah. So go check that out if you if you enjoyed the uh, the the Jim the lengthy Jim appearance on the uh, the show we did where we we put Tate in the ground and threw dirt on his grave. Um, you can hear more Jim on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Go listen to that. Also, you can hear Kyle on. Uh, Ky- you talk the most on this one, though. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Nobody oh, respects OSP. me enough yeah. to, to actually want words out of well, me. Rank your. Rank, uh, do you talk more on Rosillo's pod or Bills? You know, I used to talk more on Rosillo's pod, and then we uh-huh. changed the name to the Ryan Rosillo podcast, and I think I got boxed out a little bit. So it was dual threat, and you were the other threat. I was the other threat, exactly. Yeah, and now you're not. Not now so much. Mm, shoot. Uh, today on the program, we have my good buddy from uh, the Athletic. We'll say from uh, from his podcast, Game Theory. Sam Vicini is uh, in studio joining us today. I'm having him in to talk about the big news in college basketball, the big news in the world. The Kansas Jayhawks are going down. Bill Self, NCAA gave the the, the notice of allegations to Kansas. Uh, the notice of allegations is basically just a massive fuck you to Bill Self. Uh, specifically Bill Self, not even Kansas oh, wow. in, in general. Um, so we are going to talk about that. Sam's an NBA guy too, so we're going to talk about this. Uh, I'm fascinated by this Chumo Kiki thing. He is redshirting uh, for the Orlando Magic, so I'm going to have Sam explain it to my dumb brain because uh, I don't understand what's going on. And, of course, we have to talk about Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino has settled his lawsuit with, oh. the, with the University of Louisville. <laughs> we can we can put the rest. We can put the bed. There it is. Nice. We can put to bed all things Patino. Um, we're going to talk about all that, see where this thing goes. Uh, we're going to do all of it, but first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, it is Tuesday afternoon. We're recording this a little bit later than we usually do. Is I needed enough time to process all things um, Kansas, all things, all these statements that are coming out. Sam Vecini, as I said, is joining me. Sam, say hello to the people. Hey, Join the we, conversation. We've, we've got a statement fest. Do you going on. do you feel any pressure, by the way, that you're in Tate's chair? Oh this no, big, like I, I have to be Tate. You basically. have to. Be. <laughs> I mean, I have already lined up. So Tate texted Mark before the podcast and was like, "Oh, tell uh, Vecini he can't steal any of my jokes." Yeah, I've already got like a few. Just lined up, keep yeah. you go. Yeah, uh, if, I mean, uh, th- there there are only a few jokes that Tate makes, so that's right. like, there's no more than a few. Yeah, that's it. Like, so I can't pop in the Coach K accent, yeah, or, or the impression like Tate. Neither can, can neither but... can Tate. That's what makes it funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, so we we got to talk about this Kansas thing because that, this is what the people want to hear about. We we if we are nothing uh, at this program if not. Um, um, people that have our fingers on the pulse of all things FBI, and and we're very good at, at sounding the alarm and saying this is going to change everything this time, folks. This changes everything. There might not be an NCAA tournament next year. This is a massive <laughs> deal. Yeah, this could be it. Um, which which brings me to this point. Uh, I'll, I'll make this point now. This is a great time to do it. Uh, the the Yahoo article that comes out talking about the the notice of allegations uh, sent to sent to Kansas. 
the article starts like this. The University of Kansas received its notice of allegations from the NCAA on Monday, which includes, and here's the fun part, potentially devastating allegations towards the men's basketball program. That Those three words, I think, best describe the whole FBI. <laughs> potentially, potentially devastating, devastating allegations. allegations. So it's like, it could be devastating, but even if it is devastating, they're just allegations. But it could be devastated, <laughs> potentially. Um, that's where we've arrived at all this. But uh, no, this is big news. Um, this is... As I said, the, the notice of allegations, you read through the whole thing. I, I did, I unfortunately. Yeah, you yeah. you are, uh, uh, yeah. I have my finger on the pulse of all things college basketball, let yeah. me tell you. In my, in my role as someone who has to watch too much college basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the sucker in this operation. I skimmed through it and, and got the gist, which is basically, as I said at the top, just a big fuck you to Bill Self. Um, oh, but we have a fuck you off now. We like do, it's a, yeah. It's like the thing in Zoolander where they have the walk-off, like, down the aisle or whatever. Like, <laughs> this is basically where we're at with Bill Self and the NCAA. Like, I'm expecting Bill Self to, like, pull his underwear out of his, like, crotch somehow magically and have it intact and just be like, <laughs> fuck you, NCAA. It, well, so Bill Self puts out the statement, and his was the same way. I I, I mean, he was just basically like, it, the, the one thing I remember him saying in his was, Every student athlete that's ever played for me knows that we follow the rules. And even put something like their families know we follow the rules, too. Um, he was very, very adamant. And again, it's not him. It's his lawyers. It's his people. You would think so. But uh, he puts out the statement to, in response. Kansas puts out—I I love the Kansas response, by the way. The Kansas, the University of Kansas puts out their response. They have 90 days to submit an official response. Um, so their statement that they initially put out says— uh, here, here, here's the part that I love. The university's response will fully and comprehensively present its positions regarding the notice— in the meantime, though, it is already clear from an initial review that the university will fiercely dispute in detail much of what has been presented. And that's another way of saying, like, we don't even need to read this. We, de- we deny it all. We, we, have, we don't even care what you're, what you're saying we did. We didn't do it. We deny it. We'll read it later. But for right now, please know we did not do this. Well, there's just no reason to not deny it. Like, yeah. I mean, what? The, you're going to accept it and be like, oh, yeah, NCAA, come down and sanction us. Yeah, please. Sanction please. us with your army. Oh, wait, you don't have an army. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> um, so l- let's go over what exactly happened here for the people that tune in because we we have an alarming number of listeners that have no idea what's going on in college basketball and they get their news from us, which is, as God I said. God bless please. It's, it's like September 24th. Please that, don't care about college basketball That right is now. That is potentially devastating to know that about them. Um, so three level one violations. Uh, you can stop me if I'm wrong because you probably you actually read the shit, but this, this was how I interpreted it. Three level one violations. The big phrase that that gets everyone all in a tizzy, gets them all titillated, is uh, the lack of institutional control. That was sure. that was thrown out here. That's that's what makes all the journalists jaws drop and say, "Folks, this time it were for real. This is going to happen. This is bad." Uh, there's also the the head coach. The phrase I saw was like head coach responsibility charge, which is another way of saying. Um, the Bill NCAA, Self should have known yeah, everything that's happening yeah. within his program. The NCAA was sick of like all these coaches having plausible deniability, so they finally, a few years ago, were like, well, that's no longer yeah. an excuse. So they're saying, Bill Self, you're screwed. We're coming after you. Uh, that and, and it stems from, what, the recruitments? Like, how many guys are we talking here? Billy Preston? DeSosa? Like, do we even know who else is... Because this is the other redacted. fun part. Redacted, yeah. The, so go ahead. No, the other fun part of the the notice of allegations is everything's redacted. So you're going through it, and th- but they have enough information that you can kind of figure out like what names get plugged in where. Right. And it's like this. It's like a logic puzzle that you do. I used to do these when I was like third grade. And it, Kyle, do you remember these puzzles? You probably didn't do these. The uh, the the logic puzzles where the the, the teachers would give you and it'd be like, you have like eight rules, and like the first rule is like like. Janice only dates guys that wear red shirts. Uh, 
Uh, Lisa likes guys that wear red shirts, but also blue tennis shoes. Oh. Kyle wears blue tennis shoes on Wednesdays, so but not. Yeah. And then and then it's like goes on and on, and it's like now fill out this chart using all the clues, and then you have to do the logic, whatever. That's how I feel reading the the notice of allegations is like, all right, so from June 2017 to like who, which recruits were, you know, yeah. being recruited here, who lives here, all that kind of stuff. You start right. plugging in names. And then it just all falls in line. And so someone out there probably knows like everything that actually happened and, and, and can fill all this in. But. So it's funny. Like I told you earlier, I was on the phone with – how specific do I want to get here? <laughs> someone – Redacted. <laughs> just say redacted. Someone connected with the notice of allegations. Mm-hmm. I will not go into detail further. And uh, we were trying to figure out like the names in there. And this person who should have like – very distinct knowledge of what's happening was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about in this thing. This is a guy like, in the this is a guy in the report. I will say uh connected to the report in some way, shape, yeah. or form to keep it vague enough. All right. That works for me. He we, was he was we were trying out. we were trying yeah. to get him to call in, by the way, Kyle. We're gonna have him uh scramble his voice. Yeah, we were gonna yeah. scramble. I swear to God, that was this the plan. This is not a joke. This yeah. is not a joke at all. This <laughs> is what you guys were doing for the last hour. Like yes. figuring out how to get this guy to call in. Yeah, we were trying to figure out how or we girl. could scramble his voice yeah and yeah. uh it did not did not uh go off without a hitch and he so w- when he says um he doesn't know what he did or like how he's in but is this just like is again is this like the kansas statement is like i don't i don't know what i'm being accused of well, I, so the thing that frustrates me about all of this and it's just like a general complaint about everything involved with the fbi getting involved with this case so the fbi gets involved with this case the reason that it becomes a federal case theoretically is because they allege that Adidas is basically defrauding the universities involved, right? Like yeah, that's so Kansas the is the thing. victim, yeah. That Kansas was the victim of this. Now, <laughs> the NCAA is coming back to Kansas and saying, Kansas, uh, you actually received the benefits of yeah, this. you're the perpetrators. TJ Gasnola <laughs> yeah. is a booster for your program. Yes. <laughs> like... It's it's ridiculous to me. Like this is what happens when the FBI FBI decides to essentially uh, litigate based off of the NCAA rule book, as opposed to like, I mean, like, look, maybe there was there were laws broken, but like, at the end of the day, the reason there were laws broken was because of the NCAA rule book, and I don't really see why the FBI should have gotten involved in it in the first place. Right. But now we're in a circumstance where the NCAA is essentially, you know on the exact opposite side of where the federal government was when charging these four assistant coaches, right? right. So it's just, I find that hard to center, you and, know? And no one wants to hear this because we want we want Kansas to burn. That's what we want. We want blood, <laughs> goddammit. Can we find, like, we finally have blood. And that's, that's what's frustrating, too, is because everything about this feels like a slam dunk in the sense that... Uh, this is uh, I, I made this point on the last podcast. Like this, this is what the NCAA exists for. The NCAA exists for like basically two reasons. One is to to administer national champions, to to, fish, sure. to crown national champions. To put Seems like the most important part under one br- umbrella. <laughs> say we're all playing for this trophy. The other thing is to to make sure no one's getting paid. That's pretty much it. And they're well, they're, yeah. they're out of their depth. This is why uh, the the North Carolina thing. Why North Carolina skated? And I, I I I make fun of this to Tate all the time. I think North Carolina cheated their balls off. I think like it was a very obvious. Well, wait, system. can we can we talk what? about something here? Go ahead. You think North Carolina cheated its balls off? If oh. you look in this notice of allegations, they provide a detailed timeline of every single level one or level two offense that Kansas has ever committed uh-huh. against the NCAA. If you look, there's a little window there from 1988 to 2003. 
1988. Who was the coach hmm. of Kansas? I'm going full Tate Frazier here. Yeah, look at look at this. UNC he, he did well. nothing. <laughs> UNC did nothing wrong. It is uh, Roy Williams. Roy Williams clean. is clean. He's, He's a good old boy. Good old all shucks. Yeah. Um. Well, no, I don't even think I don't. Even, yeah, I don't know how much Roy had to do with the Carolina stuff. Anyway, I will say I I'll de- I, I don't mind defending Roy. I like Roy, but I, I am buying into the all shucks thing. Back to the point though. Carolina cheated. Like that. Like they they obviously. <laughs> So I what what I'm about to say, please know that like I do roast tape for that. I I I do think they got away with it. But do we need to throw some allegedly? Allegedly, there? yeah, potentially devastating allegations. I'm I'm lofting towards North Carolina right now. Uh, I do I do think they cheated, but I don't think they should have been punished. I was fine with them not being punished because like it was kind of the perfect crime. It was absolutely perfect what they did. <laughs> the academic fraud. I have to tip my cap and just be like, dude, that was that was well played because. The NCAA was out of their depth. They couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't. Um, they 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 couldn't decide. They they couldn't audit the classes that North Carolina was right. was offering. And if you actually read up on the details, so I know like I'm 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 yelling into the abyss at this point. Like people on Twitter just want to be upset at North Carolina. But I actually was like fine with that decision because it was it would have been a horrible precedent if the NCAA right. is getting into the classrooms and deciding all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we don't want NCAA. We and, don't want uh, sports at the collegiate level to be more connected with academics right, at the right. collegiate no, level. No, we don't. Like, it should not be connected to begin with. Like, around the world, we're probably the only people who do this. Right. Like, the only country in the world that keeps the, these things connected. Yes. We don't want that to be a further connection. Right, right. Which is why, like, I was, fi- like, yeah, I don't want people to misunderstand me when I say I was fine with it. I don't mean that, like, I don't think Carolina did anything wrong. I just mean... What, what you just said. I just, right. I see the bigger picture here. And to the same point, um, well, like here's, here's the thing about that too. Like, look, like we both went to Ohio state, like, you know, my one major at Ohio state was communication. I mean, like, nice. Me too. Hey, there we go. It's <laughs> an easy one. Yeah, it was great. And my <laughs> second major was film study. So it was even easier. Oh, You're so, fucking coasting, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Um, and like, I used to sit in classes next to like guys that you played with and mm. just be like, there was one guy. This part, I'm not <laughs> going to. I'm not going <laughs> to. Unless it's Evan Turner. Is it Evan Turner? Turner. Mentioned, okay. It's not Evan Turner. But like I used to sit next to guys in classes and they literally would just pull out a portable DVD player and watch yeah. their own highlights on the portable DVD no, was, was this me? It was not no, you. Okay. <laughs> you didn't have enough highlights. I did not know. I was watching the same three. The, I made one three in my career and I'm like just rewatching it over and over. Um, but like it's so easy yeah. to do this, I yeah. feel like. Like yeah. if you want to have a basketball player skate through. Yeah, of course. It's very easy to have a basketball player skate through. The fact that North Carolina basically, allegedly, uh, yeah. made this something more than it had to be and like, you know, sanctioned it essentially, allegedly again. Uh, it, it's just ridiculous. It was a perfect crime to. because yeah. they also, they all, you, you throw in regular students in with it. You mix the pot around. Now you can't tell who's a regular student, who's a student at, like it, it was, it was the perfect crime. And I think we as a society should just tip our caps and be like, congratulations. Nobody Carolina. got hurt. You did it. Nobody got hurt. You <laughs> no. did it. Um, but the point being like the NCAA was out of their jurisdiction with that. Um, right. In a lot of ways, as, as fucked up as it is, the same thing applied to the Penn State Sandusky thing where like a lot of those punishments got walked back. Like they, they tried to nuke right. Penn State. Penn State kind of fought back. They're like, oh, we realize we don't actually have jurisdiction to do this. We're out of our depth here. They kind of pulled that back. You got like the Baylor thing, which the Baylor sanctions are supposed to be coming any day now. We've been saying that for months. Who the hell knows? It's probably the same thing. Like they're probably looking at it and they're like, we have no authority here. What the fuck do we do? You're but this referring is also, to the sexual assault, yeah, yeah. like under Bryles. Yeah, they haven't, stuff, right? they haven't, the sanctions have not I actually have come no through, idea. right? Yeah, I don't I, think I don't they know have. enough about it. I don't think they have. I think like the notice of allegations came and like they're trying to hammer them home, but yeah. they keep pushing off the actual sanctions and 
Um, I assume it's the same reason because they're like, shit, we're not actually equipped to deal with this right. sort of stuff. Uh, and the point I'm making here is this Kansas thing is what they're equipped to deal with. This is a fastball yeah. down the middle, except, as you said, we now have like a new little caveat that makes it complicated of is Kansas – a victim or the perpetrator. Yeah. And, and now it's like, fuck, we had it. We had it right there. <laughs> well, we, we had it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like anytime the NCAA gets into these fights, right? Be it with a player that is trying to transfer or, you know, something along those lines. Anytime there's public opinion and public backlash against the NCAA for reducing a student athlete's rights or reducing a student athlete's paycheck, the NCAA has a tendency to fold. Now, this is more along the lines of, yeah, players are getting paid, but it should theoretically, if they have the proof at least, and again, they should, given that this stuff was made under penalty of perjury in a courtroom, yeah. these statements by TJ Gasnola, I think that they're probably going to need a little bit more proof, not a lot more proof, just a little bit more proof to like sway public opinion to their side in this scenario yeah, and make it so that it's like a tenable position for them to be able to like really come down on Kansas because... Right now, I think that the messaging problem they're going to have and the problem they're going to have in general with this case is proving that TJ Gasnola was a booster in which some way. Hilarious. Which, I mean... If, if he's a booster, what does that make Phil Knight to Oregon? Right. Oh that's exactly right. Like, Holy shit. I don't know if they want to go down that road and down that precedent. Yeah. So I'm going to be real... Like, this is like kind of now an interesting look at how, you know, the sausage is made within the NCAA with these endorsement contracts from Under Armour with UCLA and Maryland and Adidas with Kansas and uh, NC State and places. And then Nike, like you said, with Oregon and Duke and, you know, all, Jordan brand with UNC. Like Just everybody but Ohio State. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like <laughs> these, just name them all. <laughs> these schools have are, are so intricately connected with apparel department or apparel providers that yeah. It's really complicated to try and legislate what is a booster and what is not a booster right. and who is helping the program and, you know, who is not helping the program. It's going to be really interesting. I really don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a question, and and this is right off the top of my head, admittedly half-baked. Uh, I'm, I'm, fuck it. I'm diving nice. in. I'm diving in. We're just going for it. <laughs> Do we need do we need shoe apparel cut? Like, is there a way to to just get? I know they're not going to because there's too much money involved. Yeah. But um, like, what, if, you think these member institutions in the NCAA are going to be like, no, we're going to not take your twenty million? Yeah, right. I was trying to like, I want to criticize the NCAA. Like, if the NCAA is serious about it, can't they step up and just say like, you know what, no more shoe companies involved in any of this and. Like we're not putting like you like school like do school why can't they just do what the NBA does how about that why why can't there be one deal for all Division One or well, something so it's going to get really interesting too whenever they start getting into the name image and likeness stuff as well because at the end of the day these kids that are trying to make money off their name image and likeness are going to sign these shoe deals probably right? right you know someone like Zion Williamson he signed with Jordan Brand you would think that that's going to happen a year earlier. Now, yeah. right, where he'll sign with Jordan Brand going into his freshman year at Duke as opposed to after his freshman year. At Duke. Yeah. So Nike being like, or George, or Duke being a Nike school. Yeah. How does that affect things? Like, what if a Adidas kid signs with a Nike school? Right. How does like, that? How, work? how do you? Yeah. I don't I, really know. I think it's weird in the first place that uh, I mean, it makes sense how we got here, where shoe companies are, uh, you know, all the money involved. It makes total sense how we got here, where shoe companies are sponsoring um, all these programs. But if you step back and really think about it, like it is kind of weird that 
Zion Williamson, for example, he might be a bad example because he is a Nike guy, but like, let's say Zion Williamson. But he wasn't originally. He was yeah, on the he was Adidas an Adidas circuit. guy. Like, what if, what if, what if Zion his whole life, he loved wearing Adidas shoes? Like, those mm-hmm. were the shoes he played best in. They felt more comfortable to him, all that kind of stuff. Sure. And he goes to Duke and he's like, I don't really like how Nike's fit me. Blows out his Obviously sneaker blows on the out. court. He, he cannot wear an Adidas shoe. He, he, he is making no money on any of this. <laughs> Everyone's getting rich around him. Never mind, like, pay the players and is a scholarship. Like, this man, like, cannot even, they, yeah. they dictate what shoe you get to wear. He cannot, he cannot be like, listen, I prefer Adidas. I have not signed any contract with anybody that says I'm I'm beholden to one company. It's crazy. And the, the schools can say, well, too bad, Zion. We signed $100 million shoe deal, so you have to wear this. Yeah, and, like, their argument would be, like, Zion, we literally had engineers from Nike come out to Duke and make you a new shoe. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, you're stealing the kid's autonomy and, like, ability yeah. to control his own body. So, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It's kind so of ridiculous. What, let's get rid of, okay, so what, what if we do the shoe deals, but, like, we could just get rid of, this is, uh, this is a terrible idea, but get rid of all the logos or something. Like, there's got to be a way, like, where we're not, like, well, it, is, it is kind of fucked up that we know what you can say a school and and I can say what their shoe brand is. Like they're, well, they're so married at this point. That here's the thing. You could just say, you know, I think that part of the reason that these apparel companies decide to do this is so that they get the advertising on TV, right? But the other, and I would imagine bigger part financially for them is that they get to sell the apparel yeah. from the team in yeah. t-shirts and jerseys and everything like that. What if we just say, hey, you can wear whatever shoes you want. You're, we're going to be yes. sponsored in terms of jerseys by Nike. Nike is still going to get to sell all of the merchandise and apparel. Right. But just do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Um, yeah, neither do I. But the big question for me going forward with Kansas to switch now is, you know. Yeah, I was, back to Kansas, please. I was trying to figure out who the first media person would be to say Bill Self should be fired. Mm. Because... Bill Self is like universally beloved oh, yeah. by media of a certain age. Like all of the legacy media people, like they go out and drink with Bill Self. He's like, a good old boy. I mean, like, yeah. He's I got mean, the big old belly. You just want to rub. You want to, you know, he's got the smirk face. Like he's, he's very, I wouldn't say likable, but he does have that. He that, seems like a very nice guy. Yeah. And, he seems like a down home, like yeah. not a slime ball. He and does like, not give off a slime ball vibe. I, I don't know yeah. Bill Self at all. Yeah. Like he's one of the guys that like, I just don't have a relationship with within college basketball, but Everyone that I know within the media, not everyone, but like most people I know within the media know Bill Self and say he's the greatest dude. Like yeah. he's just like an awesome guy. So who's going to be the brave journalist, the very, mm. uh, you know, incredible journalist who's going to be like, you know what? Bill Self should be, it's, it's Bill Self should be fired. It's definitely godly. It's got to be godly. What side does Dickie Sean, V on this? He's, Sean, either, yeah. he's on the keep him side probably, right? Dick, well, Dickie that's a great V question. was out here yelling about Sean Miller getting fired. I mean, but, this it, is where but I'm then at. when it comes to like Patino and other guys, like he picks his spots, right? No, we need a we need a 23 and me report of Bill Self. How much Italian blood does he have in him? That's, that's probably that's what it comes down to. He's going to talk either way. He's got to be, be save him or fuck yeah, him, right? One yeah. side or the other. If he's hard. more than 30% Italian, Dickie V will defend him. Otherwise, he's fucked. Dickie V is going to be fired off those tweets. Because he went after Will Wade. He went after Bill Self, but he defends Cal and he defends Patino. Yeah. <laughs> right down the middle with him. This is a great point. Kyle. That's how it is. Yeah, it's it's just how much Italian. It's like, it's like yeah. Groundhog's Day. How with Italian are, like, are we going to have six more weeks of winter? Right, that's what it is. Bill Self comes out just a gabagool, man. Just like talking to Dickie, he just really hams it up, like trying to get Dickie V's affection. But, that's but like, why why do we think this is the way it is though? With 
you know, media, media being people. so willing to attack Sean Miller and attack Will Wade. And then when it comes to Bill Self, it, like we haven't seen that yet, right? Like there um, has been yeah. some, you know, yeah, like, that's a great oh, question. If, if this is true, then, you know, Bill Self is in some trouble. But like with Sean Miller, everyone's like that. That motherfucker should be fired right now. Yeah, Will Wade. It was like you know, look at look at how nervous he was whenever he was in that press conference. Oh Will Wade. I think Will Wade's problem is he's young, um, and he's a little more brazen about his, just his attitude around yeah. the whole thing. That's Will Wade's problem. Sean Miller flew c- too close to the sun. Sean Miller, like Sean Miller, is out here just. <laughs> sign- <laughs> I think Sean Miller pissed off a lot of head coaches too, because like he, like I said, he 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 would have been fine if he just got like one top five guy every so often. But when you're getting like every single top five guy west of the Mississippi River every single year, um, you're starting to piss some people off, and, and people are taking notice of that. I think that was his problem. But you make a great point. Like, no one uh, – what, what really is the difference? Do you think I – guess, I guess it might be this. Do you think there's an element of if, – if we go after Bill Self, we're, we're all, by extension, going after Kansas, and Kansas is such a behemoth. The, the old Tarkanian thing of, like, the yeah, NCAA doesn't yeah, want to yeah. go after the, the big schools. We need, we need the, the Blue Bloods. To, to be per, uh, uh, preserved. But Arizona's a blue blood, though. Are like we a West sh- Coast yeah. blue blood. Well, the great point. That brings me to this note I had. What does this mean for Arizona when the NCAA comes out and says, we are going after two high-profile programs and six programs in total? That was the report, right? Like in sure, March yeah. or April? Yeah, I think it was I NC would State this. and yeah. Kansas, right? But they, well, that's what I'm asking because they said we have six programs we're going to dish out alle- the notice of allegations to. Right. Two of them are high-profile. Um, the two high profiles are going to happen by the end of July. So everyone set your calendars back. It is no longer the end of September. It is actually the end of July. Yeah. <laughs> um, so NC State was the first and Kansas. So what is it? Is Arizona, is Arizona coming or are they not a blue blood or is NC State not the blue blood? Is Louisville. Is Louisville like, not a blue blood? Is like, Louisville involved still? Who's a blue? This is, this is, these are big implications. These are bigger implications than anything else. Is the, <laughs> is the hierarchy of college basketball is a, uh, yeah, is Arizona is Arizona now going to skate? Like, if I'm an Arizona fan, I mean, I'm either very, very happy because now I'm like, all right, well, I'm doing the math. The two high profiles are out of the way. I think we're good. Or we're, I'm like, we're about fuck. to get some like real angry pack pride message boards yeah. whenever yeah. <laughs> like Arizona or Louisville gets hit for notice of allegations, and NC State's like, they didn't call us a blue bug. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. NC State fans are gonna be mad, yeah, that they're not a blue blood. They don't. They're like, but no, that this is a good thing. That other program, we don't care. We want to be a blue blood. Um, yeah. So Arizona fans, they're either tickled to death that like, man, this means we're home free, or it's gonna be double painful when you still get hit with the sanctions, and the sanctions mean you were never the other blue blood. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're not a high profile program, and also your coach is fired and also everything's been vacated and you're banned from the tournament next year. Um, yeah. yeah. What does this mean? I don't know. Uh, so the, the can, question moving well, forward, wait, can, can we talk yeah, about Arizona fans uh, being real angry uh-huh. at Dickie V and Dickie V oh, firing yeah. back? Yes. I, I sent you a tweet. Can you please? Oh, I do have the tweet. Yeah. The I wrote this God, down. Read this. Great I promised Dickie you. I promised you I'd read this. So uh, some guy tweets at Dickie V. This was today, right? Yeah. Some guy tweets at Dickie V. I, I find it. I find it kind of poetic that all of Dickie V's buddies are getting fired slash notices of allegations. And Dickie V responds to the guy, I have loads of friends slash (laughs) get real slash get real handful of guys receiving notice of allegations, period. 
Have a great day as I had fantastic morning speaking at, and then in all caps, Notre Dame. That was the tweet. <laughs> can, can we talk about how Dickie get, V? Slash get real. Slash, dude, his Twitter is a gold mine. Dickie V just turned around Arizona getting like allegations hurled at the program for a year to, I have lots of friends. I have lots of friends and I spoke at all caps Notre Dame today. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. Lincoln bio. Right? He, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, so the question that that everyone listening to this show wants to know um, they 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 want to just just cut to the chase is Kansas going to burn? Are we going to get Bill Self's head on a stake? Um, your thoughts, Sam? Um, I don't know. I yeah, I, I think that like I guess I would lean yes, if only because the NCAA seems particularly angry about this. Like the statement and the notice of allegations is like very clearly just pointed at Bill Self, right? Mm -hmm. They are trying to take down Bill Self with this, I think. Like, it, it's why Bill Self sent back a fuck you. It's why Bill Self's lawyers then sent back a separate fuck you. Like, I, I think that this is just what's happening here. I, but do I think that the NCAA is going to be successful? I, do, I mean, the NCAA hasn't exactly been like a beacon of, you know, an incredibly run organization yeah. right now, a beacon of competence. So, like... I don't know. I mean, maybe it'll work. I think the one hangup is, as we said before, just the the uh, the FBI saying that Kansas is a victim, but yeah. then also now we're arguing that they're the perpetrator. That's all going to... I firmly believe... Like The reason I make fun of the Jerry Tarkanian quote all the time is because I think that's the dumbest quote in the right. history of sports. Like, it is. It's so, so stupid. Like You can go back and look at all sorts of blue bloods that get hammered by the NSA all the time. Right. Like Just get absolutely fucked for it. Like, the most obvious... We're, listen, we're two Ohio State grads. Let's just talk about Ohio State football. Right. Right, getting tattoos. I mean, are you crazy? They got they got they got free tattoos, and they they had an entire <laughs> like Jim Trestle got fired over that shit. And here we are. Kansas. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to get fired, but I'm saying like anyone that says the NCAA would never go out, like they fucking fired Jim Trestle over tattoos. Like you really think that they're not scared to go after blue bloods? They'll go after blue bloods. They're yeah. not scared. It's Meanwhile, just, in, in this notice of allegations on or about June 14th, Gasnola, with Gatto's approval, used Adidas funds to provide approximately $15,000 in impermissible benefits and impermissible agent benefits to blank via wire transfer. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like we've leveled up to such an extent, or at least the NCAA is leveled up in terms of like what it's actually investigating. I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to pitch this uh, before Tate abandoned us and ruined everything. Uh, I wanted to do a running series of podcasts where we basically just like relitigate scandals from the past that were like the biggest deals ever. It was basically the the Sandusky thing just changed everything. Everyone was like, "Oh, that's a scandal." <laughs> I guess I need to re rethink what a scandal actually is. That is a scandal because like before I was like, "Oh my god, Ohio State got tattoos. Reggie Bush got a car. Right. Holy shit." And then, uh, and then the Sandusky thing happens. Like, okay, so never mind. Forget all of that. Um, well, the funniest thing is, like, in this notice of allegations, it lists like past transgressions by the University of Kansas, and it's like in 1957, yeah, the university yeah. provided like recruiting benefits to blank. Like, what the fuck was that recruiting benefit? Fifteen dollars and like a hamburger. They're, they're digging up James Naismith's yeah, corpse like, and like <laughs> putting him on trial. Oh, <laughs> like that's something that you definitely needed to mention in the notice. Yeah. That's hilarious. You know who loves it? I just thought of this. Another another thing that would be fun to revisit is uh, Kelvin Sampson phone calls at IU. Like at the time, that was like another massive yeah. deal. That Kevin, Kelvin Sampson was making Meanwhile, it's like calls. legal now. Yeah, it's all legal now. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, oh my God, get this guy out of college basketball forever. And yeah. now it's like nothing. Um, so uh, 
to answer my own question that I ask you, do I think Kansas is going to burn? I mean, I, I do think like something has to happen. I think this is, as I said before, the NCAA is, if, if they if they can't do anything about this, then they're useless. And maybe I don't want anything to happen for that reason. Like I kind of don't right. want anything to happen because then everyone, all the member schools of the NCAA realize, Why, what the hell are you here for if you're not here for this? This right. is put on a tee for you. The FBI did all the legwork for you. They got all the evidence for you. They handed it over to you. Uh-huh. The one little problem is that they said Kansas was a victim. But even then, you should be able to like give us some blood. You should be able to give us <laughs> some blood. And if you can't, then why do you exist? Uh, so I have a little bit of faith that something's going to happen. But at the same time, I mean... Like, I think something is going to happen. Yeah. The question is, like, how severe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are we talking... Bill Self show cause that forces him to go to the NBA for five years or whatever before he comes back to college. The Thunder, what? Ooh, what about a coach swap? Thunder and uh, so just go Billy Donovan, Billy Bill Donovan Self. to Kansas, Bill Self to the Thunder. Who says no? I'm here for just it. Plug like, that into Billy the trade Donovan machine. Says no, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, come inherit a program that's about to get nuked. Who is, says no? Is it I? Uh, is it? Uh, you're not allowed to go to the NCAA tournament yeah. for a year. Is it multiple years not being well, allowed to go to the NCAA tournament? I mean, well, we have an NCAA tournament. That's, this year, yeah, that that's, question has still not been answered oh. by Yahoo, so I, oh. I, I demand. Um, well, great point. The, uh, the, the appeals process is going to take long enough that Kansas will still be fine this year. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, they sent out this, uh, they sent this out on September 23rd, 2019, Kansas has 90 days to respond. Uh-huh. So that takes us to what? Like December 23rd, yeah. right? Yep. So takes us, you know, midway through the year or whatever, right to the start of conference play. Mm-hmm. And then you well, and then you go from there and appeal and then it's a drawn out process. You appeal. You what it's, right. the point is it's not gonna get resolved before So why do you get 90 days? So you can it's, be cheeky about it? Like why do they so give you, can, you 90 well, days? Or is they that just like, the rule? They request so at the bottom of the notice of allegations, they request supplemental information and there are like 10 bullet points here in terms of what the NCAA is asking Kansas to gather. Okay. So they and wheel in the fucking boxes on the dollies and that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah, want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I you need enough time. I to... thought it was just like a no. I thought it was like one of those things where you're like, oh, not yeah. guilty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, right. that's what I mean. Like, Kansas doesn't really need the 90 days because they took like 90 minutes to put out their statement. It's like, yeah. we didn't do this. Whatever it is, we didn't do it. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a formality. So anyway, the, 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 to go back to the point I was making, um, there's not going to be a new national champion will be crowned before. This right. this is resolved, which there's a good chance it's Kansas. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is in play. Kansas and Michigan State are the two best teams coming into the season. One of them will be number one, probably, probably Michigan State. But um, a lot of people yeah. like Kansas too. And, it'll be one uh, of the two. It'll be sure. one of those two. And there is a world where Kansas wins the national title and gets it vacated like a month later. Mm. That's what I'm excited for. That's what I really want. Double feature. Yeah, the double, <laughs> double feature. But this, oh, this could be great for maybe Kansas puts out. Uh, I mean, DeSosa is. Obviously linked to all of this. And oh, he's yeah. he's on the roster. Yeah. Um so maybe Kansas like starts sits him. I don't know who else was involved that's currently uh, on the roster. But then you look so guilty. I know, right? but but they've already set him like five times. Oh, like okay. that dude's roller coaster of a career. Like he's played in four games or something. I don't remember at this point. He's sat out for so long, so many different times. I can't keep up. I he's fine. Like I I've never been like a huge fan of him as a player. Kansas fans was yell it? at me for this all the time, but like he's Fine, didn't Gasnola didn't Gasnola say that he gave his Falmain was his guy right? Finny Falmain is Silvio De Sosa and by the way Bruno Fernando's guy. Oh really? Just gonna throw that out there. Inter- uh, interesting. Good. Hmm. hmm. Um. So Gasnola testified that he did give like twenty five hundred dollars to Falmain, but then he denied. I think the twenty thousand dollars was the big payment. I think he denied that one. So like all we know for sure is that 
basically the who cares? I'm 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 running with it as fact. There In my are, head, there are plenty of five stars that have come to Kansas that it could apply to. Yeah. In my head, <laughs> DeSosa has basically been suspended five different times and just like jerked all around like in terms of yeah. like eligible non-eligible now go here now you're in the, the middle of this scandal now you're not whatever um and it's all over basically like twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> that's, uh, that's what's happening that's basically and now he's now he's probably gonna start for he's gonna start certainly for Kansas, probably right? you yeah think so i think he'll so. start for one of the best teams in the country and now yeah. he is back in the middle of all of this yeah and, um, it'll, it'll probably be dotson uh Agbaji, um, Silvio de Sosa, Azabuke, Doak, yeah. yeah, and then one of Marcus Garrett or Isaiah Moss, yeah. depending on you know yeah, preseason yeah. or whatever. So, um, yeah. This is great for the Big Ten though, because Michigan State's the other good team. Maybe this nukes Kansas' season. I don't love Duke this year. I don't love North Carolina this year. Kentucky, I like a little bit. Um, they'll be fine. They'll be pretty they'll be good. okay. Yeah. Could this be the year? Twenty years? Is this God's plan two That twenty years after Michigan State won the last title for the Big Ten. It's all happening. It's all falling into place that Michigan State twenty years later will will repeat. Yeah, I think Michigan we'll State close the cycle. Michigan State would be the team that I think is mm-hmm. number one, followed by Kansas at two. Um I also have placed a wager on Florida to win the title. I got them before uh Carrie Blackshear signed. So, oh, so you're I you know, yeah. uh, I got them at like fifty five to one. That's good. <laughs> I saw Mike White was on Rostein's podcast and uh Rostein asked him, Is this the most talented team you've ever had? And he said something like by far. The answer is yes. And then yeah. he goes, by far. But it was funny how he said it because he's like, by far. And then he caught himself like doing the coach thing where it's like, shit, it's September. I can't say this is yeah. the best team I've ever had. So like in the same breath, he was like, by far. I mean, we're loaded and we have a chance to be maybe one of the best teams I've ever had. And he like yeah. kind of just, he said, we have a chance after saying by far. It was pretty yeah. funny. No, no, the teams um, I like are Michigan State, Kansas, Louisville, Florida. Um, that's basically the four I would yeah. like point out is like being really in Kentucky too. I'm sorry. Those would be yeah. I like Kentucky a lot. Yeah. I do like Kentucky. Kentucky, Florida is going to be great in the SEC, but yeah, I don't, I don't love Duke or Carolina this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But, Carolina doesn't have a ton of depth. Like I'm a huge Cole Anthony guy, but um, yeah, you know, Carolina, I think it's just going to be fine. I don't love the way Duke's pieces fit together. I'm going full tape. I just, here yeah, again, no, I like, I'm going full. Like I just need a one year cleanse of Duke after last year. Like yeah. if you can't, if you can't make the final four with that team, I don't care what your recruiting class is this year. I, I'm out. I'm out this year. I'm, yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm just out on you. I'll revisit yeah. uh, next year. Um, anything else on Kansas before we take a break? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah. I, so, like, it is worth mentioning maybe that, like, there is one place where I think Kansas really might get hit. It's apparently that, like, people within their athletic department, according to the notice of allegations, like, raised concerns about, like, TJ Gasnola's, like, relationship with the program and no one did anything Mm. so like that could be something that does end up hurting them um i'm trying to think here if there's anything anything else i mean just like it's worth mentioning too i do want to mention this about the football program football program is tied to this oh yeah they get the tack on they tacked it on at like the very end they're like oh by the way (laughs) level two allegations to the football program that has won 18 games in the last nine years before hiring less miles so david Beatty and i think it's jeff love is his name the, uh, those guys were out here trying to cheat to win two games a year. Oh my God! Did, didn't they beat Texas one year? Did they? That got Charlie Strong fired, right? 
I, th- I swear they beat Texas one year. Remember, that was like the final straw. It was Charlie Strong, right? Like he was the tech. Yeah, I swear that's what happened. That'd be hysterical if that gets vacated. That oh, one got like the. <laughs> can we can we please get Kansas football wins vacated because that's the important stuff here. The- <laughs> I just also want to say too, wins being vacated is the dumbest mm-hmm. you know penalty in the history of. It's dumb, but like, basketball. what else can they do? I guess. I mean, you can do the because sc- the scholarships punish. Yeah. The current players. Kids. Like you, because because um, you end up punishing yeah. kids that had nothing to do with it, so but, I I mean I guess don't I, you just find the shit out of the athletic department. Yeah, like, I guess that's true. Where it doesn't affect the kids on the court, where they're able to go to the NCAA tournament. Maybe what you do is you ban teams from going to the NCAA tournament three years down the road or something. I actually like that idea. Like that's a great two idea. Years down the road, so the current yeah. kids aren't affected, but the program is affected. So any recruit that comes in knows what right. he's getting himself into. Or like two years down the road, and say like. Uh, because these kids weren't here whenever these uh, allegations or transgressions went down, uh, they'll be able to transfer at the end of the year, and Kansas will not be able to go to the NCAA tournament the year after that, or X university won't. I be love able this to. idea. Yeah, yeah I think this is not a bad yeah. one. This is way too right. good of an idea for this show. That's, that's actually like a great <laughs> idea. I love, I love that idea. Um, my closing thought: I just want to reiterate, like uh, one. The Jerry Tarkanian thing, like, let's not do that, folks. Let's let's please please don't do that. They're, they they can if Candace doesn't get hit, it's because the NCAA. What what's the what's the uh, is it, uh, something razor the the thing where like the dumbest explanation is usually Occam's razor. Occam's is razor. The That's simplest, what the explanation simplest explanation is often the yes. Best I'm gonna one. play that here and say the reason like some teams skate and some teams don't is there's not some grand conspiracy. It's because the NCAA is inept and they don't know what the hell they're doing. And it's a case by case thing. Like sometimes they luck into something where they have jurisdiction and evidence and the school's like, shit, you got us. And other times they try, they, they're over, out of their element and they try to, to punish on no grounds whatsoever. And then they're like, tap their chest, my bad, i.e., North Carolina. Um, so if Kansas gets off, it's not because they're protecting blue bloods, it's because. They're idiots. It's because it's really it. hard to prove shit that happens like yeah. beneath the shadows. But right? having said that, you should still be very, very upset because if there's ever if there's one thing that the NCAA is designed to do, it's it's to take down cases like this. This is why compliance exists. In fact, I wrote this. I, the, my parting thought was this. I, I had this quote from the Yahoo article too. They said uh, a, a veteran compliance officer said to Yahoo Sports, "Very, very serious when told of the contents of the Kansas letter." And the quote was, "That's everything that compliance is employed to prevent." That's the trifecta. That's unbelievable. That's the reason why compliance exists. Just thinking about it gives me anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, like doomsday quotes. And uh, that guy sounds like he is a blast at parties. Yes, yes. He's 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 stressing out. He's like fanning himself (laughs) off. He has nothing to do with any of this. He's just like I have so much anxiety from uh, people I don't know. What this punished? This happened on like Friday at what? Like maybe. Uh, like the original report, the original thing Friday, that was coming, yeah, at like five or six o'clock. This guy was at happy hour, and he yeah. hears the news, and he's like melting like, down, like has like, to go to the bathroom to like dab the sweat and everything because he's freaking out. Guys, I got to go home. <laughs> Kansas just got notice of allegations. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about uh, Rick Pitino and uh, Chumo Kiki and, and some maybe a draft stuff. But first, we gotta take a break. 
quick break to talk about Roman with two-thirds of guys experiencing noticeable hair loss by age 35. Most guys assume losing their hair is inevitable as they age. Some don't care. Some shave their heads. Some embrace hats. But what they don't know is that there are FDA-approved medications designed to stop hair loss and even regrow hair. That's why we are excited to partner with our sponsor, Roman. Roman makes it easy to get safe, FDA-approved hair loss treatment, all from your phone or computer. And when you go to GetRoman.com slash Shining, your online visit is free. Consult with a U.S. licensed physician through their secure online platform. No awkward conversations with receptionists or reading bad magazines in the waiting rooms. Once your doctor ensures that your treatment will be safe and effective for you, Roman's dedicated pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping and discreet packaging. If you're noticing unwanted hair loss, starting treatment early is key and Roman can help. And today, Roman is giving OSP listeners a free online visit at GetRoman.com slash Shining. That's GetRoman.com slash Shining for a free visit to get started. Go to GetRoman.com slash Shining. Back to the podcast. All right, let's talk about this real quick uh, because that's that's a real quick is are two words that describe this man um, to a T. Uh, it's great. The thing about Patino Kyle is is you can say any phrase whatsoever and it's some sort of innuendo. It doesn't matter. Um, Rick Patino, his his lawsuit against Louisville, he gets fired. He, he, he believes it was a wrongful termination. This is two years ago when, when all this stuff happened. Right. We should have brought that up with the Kansas thing. We are almost to the day, the two-year anniversary of the big news break that the FBI is yeah. changing was, the landscape of college basketball. Almost to, what was it, the 26th, 27th? It was something like, something like that. that yeah. I was on a beach in Mexico when mm. this broke. Mm. And like I was theoretically working for the college basketball side of the athletic. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh. Well, well, you guys have fun with that. Yeah, I'm keep sitting on a beach. Wait, you you didn't say this is very very serious and say I gotta I, leave happy hour and this gives me anxiety. Yeah, I, I was not <laughs> was concerned not about that, and I did not write that there will not be an NCAA tournament. <laughs> um, so Patino gets fired at Louisville. He's he too, even now he still remains like the only casualty of all of this. I believe I'd have to go back and really think about it. Who else is? I mean, like, on? are we gonna count like Book Richardson and? The only, yeah. the only head coach yeah. casualty. Well, I guess there are other kids because Brian Bowen kind of got fucked by the whole thing too. And right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So maybe the only, the only like name, big name that we, th- you know, Got- basically Sean Miller has still not gone down. That's basically <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, like Gottfried, we're yeah. Count him. Yeah. Gottfried like, is. I guess he got a. But he's landing fine. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. He got his landing spot, and and Cal State Northridge right has road, his man. back. Yeah. yeah. Kyle will 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 sing his praises. Yeah. Kyle will carry water for Gottfried as, as long as he needs to. Um, so Patino gets fired. He he feels very hurt by this. He files a $40 million lawsuit in 2017. That lawsuit has just been settled. Rick Patino, uh, they decided, let's not take this to court. Let's settle out of court. The terms of the settlement, <laughs> Rick Patino gets nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this does not seem like a settlement. The one so thing this he got, 100% cost him money for yes, the like, lawyer yes. fees. <laughs> he got nothing. The only thing he got was Louisville changed the terms of his his departure from a termination to a resignation. So he technically quit. He was not fired. You can't you can't fire me. I quit. That's what he said. And that was the only thing in the settlement and he oh, gave him no. nothing, which tells me that they presented like they they had the big sit down. Let's have a settlement meeting. Both lawyers presented the evidence and Louisville presented all the evidence against Patino. Patino was like, "Fuck." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's not take this to trial. Let's just end this now. That's what that tells me. <laughs> is, is this like a, it just reminds me of Michael Scott for some reason. <laughs> like him, like saying to David Wallace, you don't know how high I can yes, fly. Yes. And then he flies to Panathinaikos in Greece. Yes. <laughs> like, 
He's like, I, you can, you can settle this lawsuit, but there will be another lawsuit and then another lawsuit and another lawsuit. I'll sue you. <laughs> so is this like him just being able to like put an asterisk on his resume when he comes back stateside? Like, what is that? I have no idea what the thought is. I, it's, it's, uh, I do, I do know what the thought is. There's, there's two things, um, with a guy like Patino is he, he, it's, it's, it's just an ego thing. Like he doesn't want someone to tell him that he isn't good enough and right. like being fired. The idea in Rick Patino's head, the idea of being a fired coach is inconscionable. He's like, I am one of the greatest coaches ever. I, I know that I follow the rules. I don't know why no one else believes me, but I follow the rules. I'm a great coach. The idea that someone would break up with me and tell me you're not good enough. I, that, I, that doesn't sit well with me. So I need that changed. I need that terminology changed. And the other thing is like, Patino, and this is true of him, and this is like as uh, he, he was tweeting this today, and, and this is an, as an aside. He tweeted today about how he in, invented the concept of deflections. Forty years ago, he he was the first coach that was like deflecting the ball on defense is is actually good. Yeah. Um, this is a man who he, his brain is always wired to think about the game, and he even said this as all the scandal was first coming out, and he was he gets fired and all that. All of his defenses always seem to be like, I never cheated the game of basketball. I gave the game of basketball everything I ever, you know, all everything I had, my blood, yeah. my sweat and tears. And we're like, Rick, we know you love the game of basketball. You also gave the game of basketball hookers. You gave the <laughs> game of basketball like like affairs in Italian restaurants and fucking abortions. And like, what are you talking about, Rick? Like, we know you love the game of basketball. And that is how his mind always works is like, I, I respect the game and I don't understand why no one else sees that I respect the game. So... That's pretty much it. Is like he, he doesn't understand. He still to this day does not understand what the problem was with any of this because he's like, I I was the first to embrace the press defense. I was the first to embrace the three point line, and I invented deflections. And for some reason, people think I'm a bad guy, and I don't get why because I did all those things and I just won the Greek Cup or something. Sure. And why does no one love me? And that's like that's what he does every every night. And well, what's he about. gonna do next? <laughs> Yeah, what what do we think is next for Rick Pitino? Is, he, is it literally just he sits on Twitter and talks about basketball? Uh, yeah, maybe. But I I think he's gonna get a coaching job. I think if back to the pride and ego thing, like I just, I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict myself. If this man can swallow his pride, and and that's a big ask, as I just said, um, he will get another Division One job if he wants it, right? I don't not know. power conference. He just has to be able to be like, yeah, sure, I'll coach in the Sun Belt. I mean, like Larry right? Brown got one, I guess, and like Larry Brown. Had Mark all Godfrey's coaching at Cal State <laughs> Northridge, and they're defending yeah. him. Like, you know, I mean, he is only sixty-seven still, so like he's got time. UCLA That's... boosters wanted him. Like, I knew he's never actually <laughs> he going to UCLA, but like <laughs> the fact that like Tough yeah, crowd at UCLA. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, there's got to be somewhere that like will will take a chance on the guy. I mean, if I if I was Rick, I would want to just. You know, I know that he wants to coach basketball, and maybe maybe the best job for him is something like Cal State Northridge. Or, yeah. you know, that would to, be hilarious. They fire Godfrey and hire Patino. <laughs> going somewhere like UC Riverside or something like that. Like Dude, one of these big West going. schools. Yes. He can go live on the beach, go hang out. Like, Rick, you've given the game of basketball Dude. enough. You gave us deflections. Yeah. Like, you gave us the press. If Godfrey, if, if, if he comes to the Big West and Godfrey and, and Patino are coaching against each other, I, I will move heaven and earth to sit courtside at that game. That will be the greatest. Oh, my God. Well, we always wanted him in Nevada. So, I mean, maybe if things don't go so right for old Steve, I mean, maybe we actually get oh, him in, in Nevada. In Reno? Yeah. Take him to Reno? I'm here Who for that. No. It fits. It yeah. fits. It's a good fit. Yeah. That's a really great idea, actually, Kyle. Let's get him in Nevada. <laughs> oh, we're full of great ideas. Look at this. Oh, my God. Um, By the way, the joint statement, and, and we'll move on for Patino. 
they put out a joint statement after the settlement. The the university and Patino got together. This is this is one <laughs> I can't of the, wait, I can't wait. this is one of the lines. It's not that fun. I'm, I'm hyping uh, it up too much. He it. says, although these infractions may not have occurred at Coach Patino's direction or with his knowledge, the problems leading to the NCAA infractions happened under his leadership. And the point of saying that is like even on the way out the door, Patino still find found a way to give one last. I take full yeah. responsibility. But, but but please understand, I knew nothing of any of this, and it's not my fault in any way, shape, or form, but I also take full responsibility. So, man, keep playing the hits, Rick. We love you. Come back to college basketball. We, we do love back. Rick Casino. Yeah. Is, is the best possible answer here that he ends up on TV somewhere? Like Fox Sports hires him? That would be great. Oh. I, I think that actually is. I mean, it it would be... We get, like, the purest insight into Rick Patino's brain Here's the every thing. night. In all honesty, the guy is a basketball savant. He's a genius. He's a great coach. Right. I he's an amazing coach. Like Louisville's team, I like Chris Mack a lot. Louisville's going to be very good this year. It's not the same. It, it doesn't work for me. I need to when I turn on Louisville, I need to see the white suit. Yeah, you need the to coconut see, water yeah. and the yeah and pressing and they're Louisville's wearing like the yeah. I I need to see it all and um I miss Rick Pitino. I really truly miss him. Not just because I want to make jokes about him. Like Louisville, part of why I love college basketball so much is that there's so many different styles and especially the NBA. Has has seemed to be getting more and more of the same style. Like sure. everyone's doing the same thing, which is fine. And I love the NBA. And I, I watch a ton of NBA too. But part of what made college great to me is that all the different styles that exist. And Rick Pitino had a very very unique style of basketball. Yeah, that he invented. That he invented, and he alone invented. And to have that going on, and you have like even in the ACC alone, you have Carolina running up and down. You have uh, Louisville's press. You have Virginia playing slow. It was like Duke doing. Whatever. Duke, Duke rolling Duke the balls out and saying year. like, yeah, just go ISO <laughs> ball. Like everything about it was great. And and Florida State playing like five seven footers at once. And when they did that a couple of years, whatever it was, um, this is it, it was great. And and to not have that brand of basketball, I mean, I know other coaches try to do it, but no one can do it as well as Rick. Do we think that putting Rick Pitino on TV would be like a don't meet your heroes situation, where like we get his like unfiltered thoughts as opposed yeah. to like his semi filtered thoughts? Yeah, he gets. Like, yeah, I feel like there would be serious concerns there. Yeah, it, it, it would go. It's, it's like Bob, when Bob Knight was on working for ESPN, they're like, holy shit, like, what have we done? This was a horrible. They thought it'd be fun to have like a semi controversial guy, and they're like, no, this is this is an absolute disaster. Rick Petito starts yelling at kids to sit down so yeah. he can see the like play happening. Whatever happened with his podcast? Did it continue? I, I think he did. I, I don't I don't know. I should know that. I but swear I to think God, did, I like, thought you were talking about Bob Knight for a oh, second. No. I was real concerned that Bob Knight started a podcast. I think his, I think his Twitter background picture is still the Patino Press. Nice. Uh, so, I, but I don't know if he's continuing the podcast. But he invented. But yeah, he invented the Patino <laughs> Press. Sports. Sports. Um, <laughs> sports. Sports. Uh, uh, all right, r- real quick, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Okiki. So um, you're an NBA guy. I'm just fascinated by it. We don't really need to discuss this. I so just, he's redshirting. Yeah, he's redshirting. I, I just need you to explain idea. this to me. Is this, is this uh, like, because the way I interpret it, like he wanted to get out of Auburn so badly that he just, like this is, is this is not a great look for Bruce Pearl in Auburn, that he, he left Auburn to not pl- to not sign it. So those of you, that, that we should we should tell people what's going Jeez. on for those that don't know. Kyle, I have no idea what you're uh, talking about. Chumu Kiki is a guy that he was like Auburn's. He was their right. best pro prospect, probably their best player last year, but maybe not. But whatever. Uh, had a massive game against North Carolina in the Sweet 16. Then tears his ACL towards the end of the game. Um, knocks North Carolina out of the tournament. Um, he gets drafted 16th to the Magic. They just said that he's going to sit out the entire year because to let his knee heal or whatever. But what's interesting is that he is not signing his rookie contract 
so basically the magic it gives them like more flexibility with money it's with great for the magic and for Ross, money because yeah. they're close to the luxury tax but yeah. why the hell would he do this it, it, it starts because like your rookie deal sucks like it's it's set in stone right kyle and then if you play well after your rookie deal then you can sign like max deal or whatever what, you know you sign your big deal so you basically have to wait three years right after you sign your rookie deal four four, four. so Oof. you wait for the clock to start he's not starting his clock basically yes right. and he's redshirting for where He's, he's, he's going to be on the Magic. He's oh, gonna, I thought he was like redshirting for a college. No, well, he's, he's actually not going to be on the Magic because he's not signing his entry level And I'm deal. trying to understand because as, as an idiot that doesn't know, I, I, I do watch NBA, but I certainly don't know how all the pieces move in the front sure. office stuff. How is this? Why would he do this? Okay. So does, does this make sense? To you, I Kyle? get it and I don't understand it, but I now don't understand the way you don't understand it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like why would he do this? Continue. So... Most of the time in these circumstances, and I don't have like an intricate knowledge of what happened with Chuma's case specifically, but teams talk to prospects and agents and say, Mm -hmm. hey, are you willing to do this? Hey, are you willing to do that? Most of the time it refers to second round picks because second round picks don't have uh, guaranteed contract structures, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to retain rights to a player, if you draft a player in the first round, you have to offer them 80% of their rookie contract, right? Which is two guaranteed years, two team option years at the end. Mm-hmm. If it's a second round pick, you just have to offer them a totally unguaranteed one-year contract tender, basically. So very few players sign that tender because there's no guaranteed money, right? Like even yeah. if you're... So someone like Colton Iverson, who played at Colorado State many years ago, Mm -hmm. um, the Celtics drafted him in the second round. And for many years, he has played in Europe and has made like pretty good money in Europe. He's getting a hundred and, you know, for example, $150,000 guaranteed to play in Europe versus $0 guaranteed to play in the NBA. So it makes more sense for him to sign in Europe and continue to make that money. That's what Diebler did too. Right. He was signed by the Blazers and then he was so involved did, in the Carmelo trade. Right. So talk about <laughs> Diebler every year, you know, I don't yeah. even know if John would know this necessarily, but like Diebler every year, the Rockets had to offer him a totally non-guaranteed tender for the minimum contract. Yeah. Um, his agent, Probably turned it down just because. He, yeah, it's John not wouldn't know. John's, John's useless. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, there's <laughs> no way he knew about this. But yeah. So in this circumstance with Chuma Okiki, it's very rare to see first round picks. The only other circumstance that I can remember of this is Josh Eustace, right? Mm. Uh, for Oklahoma City, mm. this was worked out ahead of time. It was announced basically like as he was drafted that this was going to be the plan that they were going to stash him. Now with Okiki, the fact that it has stretched on for you know three months after the draft has raised some eyebrows like, yeah. wide in terms of like how exactly did this happen basically it's something that like i got told about maybe in like july is something that was plausible but no one really knows like the exact inner workings of how this ended up happening but the reason that okiki would consider something like this i think it's a bad deal i think that his agency should be ashamed that they <laughs> decided to do this but the idea behind it would be that Okiki is getting offered 80% of the rookie scale for the 16th pick in this year's rookie scale. Mm -hmm. That's about $2.12 million. If he waits until next season to sign, I would bet you that Orlando is offering 120% of rookie scale, which is the maximum that you can offer. And it'll be on the 2020 uh, NBA draft rookie scale, which is slightly higher for the 16th overall pick. So it'll be $3.3 million. So he'll be making $1.1 million extra 
okay. by waiting, potentially. This is my idea on what's happening. I don't have intimate knowledge on this. I just know how the CBA works. Do I think this is a good plan? No, I think that Chuma should take the 80% and start his clock to get to free agency because he's still making $4 million guaranteed versus $6 million guaranteed. Look, like, I understand that I'm not the person turning down $2 million yeah. guaranteed, but, like, I think it's just a lot more valuable to start your free agency clock. Yeah, basically. it feels like the exact opposite of betting on yourself, whereas, like, yeah. Yeah, a little it, bit. Yeah, yeah, you're guaranteeing yourself more money in case this In case this goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, in case my knee doesn't heal right. And, right. Yeah, okay. Which, okay. like, it's not... Look, I'm not going to sit here and say it's, like, the dumbest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. It's not, but, like... If I was that agency, I would have decided to go do it. I would work. be ashamed of myself. As you <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it's pretty, I would get out of the business altogether. I don't think it's very smart to do it this way. Delete your account. I would delete my account. So if he <laughs> waits, he he still, the least he'll make is 80% of next year? If right? he waits, he'll make probably, I would guess If, if they, they decide to fuck him. If they just decide, yeah. like, hey, remember that 120? It's going to be like more like 80 yeah, yeah, It'll, yeah. Like they just, could theoretically yeah. do that, but he can't I get any less than that. Though, right? I think he's rep by CAA, so Orlando won't do that because right. it's not worth creating uh, an enemy with CAA. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's a convoluted deal. Um, to me, like the idea of getting your free agency clock started earlier and being a free agent Word. in twenty twenty two versus twenty twenty three or whatever the years would be, that's a lot more valuable to me. But um, you know, I'm not the one getting offered $2 million extra, essentially. Can we spin this and just make this a bad look for Bruce Pearl? That's really all I want. Yeah, it's, it's, it's be a red like, shirt. Yeah, yeah, like this, this was a horrible of, instead look. Instead of red for, shirting for Bruce Pearl, yeah, he red shirted he, in the NBA. He could have stuck around and and been around the Auburn program, but instead he's like, I want to go to the NBA for free and not actually sign my rookie deal. And yeah, because yeah. I want out of Auburn so badly. Yeah, tough, no, tough look for Bruce it's Pearl. It's bad luck. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Anytime I can shit on Bruce Pearl, I want to take that opportunity. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the speaking of next year's draft, uh, what what... Just real quick, you're the draft guru. We we had you on um, leading up to this draft, and um, yeah, it was great. So uh, going into this season, what what are we looking for? Who is James Wiseman the guy? Who's the guy? We only care about the top. Don't bore yeah. us with like middling guys. No, We're, no, no. Of except course. for Nico Mannion, um, love him. We'll Nico's get to him a lottery guy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, love to hear that. I would say there are three guys that stand out for me right now. Um, okay. Cole Anthony, Anthony Edwards, North Carolina. Georgia, yeah, we got to tell everybody because our, our listeners are idiots. Uh, with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. <laughs> and James Wiseman at Memphis. Um, now, Those are the three in play for the top pick in your opinion right now. For me, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, A lot of basketball left to be played, folks. Yeah, but like, right for now, instance, yeah. like John Cavoni, who is awesome. I enjoy John a lot, like wrote a big thing on LaMelo Ball earlier today and said that he's, according to NBA scouts that he's talked to, a contender for the number one overall pick now. Mm. Um, I think LaMelo's awesome. If you saw him play at the Drew this summer out here in LA, like, he looked really fucking good um do i think that he is in play for that yet i want to see him in like a non-preseason nbl event like because yeah. he had a great set of two games in what is called the nbl blitz over in australia <laughs> what it's essentially like this preseason event where like they get the you know season going I, I want to see what it looks like more. That's a great um, name because that just my mind went straight to NFL football. Blitz. I know I it's like, great, dude. Isn't that's it? fucking intense. We just go out there and beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, it's perfect for Australia, yeah, right? Yeah. Like Australian basketball. Let's get real physical. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I want to see more from Mello. I think Mello's awesome. Like he's an incredibly talented player and always has been. He's now like six six, six seven. That's so, hilarious uh, that he's that he's this good because uh, for so many people and certainly most of our audience, but but me in particular. Uh, 
he will always just be the kid that the one video of him when he was like 14 yeah and he's yeah, jacking yeah, yeah. up like 40 footers and not hit an air ball and everything and just had swag out of his swag was at a hundred and his skills were at like three. And <laughs> it was one of the funniest videos ever. And if that guy goes on to become the number one pick, it's going to be great. The, the uh, draft, that, that'll be fantastic. The draft coverage of, uh, of mellow ball, the, just the memes coming out of like, <laughs> we'll, we'll have LeVar out there yeah, again, like going great. wild. I'd love it. Um, yeah. So this year is a heavily international year too. Um, oh, okay. yeah, I would say that there so, are so get, seven or eight guys that so I think prepare are yourself now for a lot of uh, a lot of takes from people that haven't watched a second of Correct. these players. It's yeah. going to be a lot of YouTube yeah. highlight. Yeah. Takes. yeah, yeah. So like, God damn it. Yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. heavy international year. Um, we'll just put it all into one episode where you can rant about this. This whole is thing. this is my nightmare. This is the whole. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this again for just for some reason people don't understand this. We were making fun of Luca heading into that trap. Tate and I like just made fun of the yeah, whole thing because you had not watched like a we second didn't watch of a him. second of them. <laughs> But the joke was not that we didn't. We were never saying Lucas sucks. We were saying we haven't watched him play, and neither has anybody else. Right. So shut the hell up! Like all the people are slurping him. Right. It's like you don't love Luca. You just love the idea of like a white guy in Europe right. that's kind of pudgy being great at basketball. <laughs> that's what you love. Like just be honest. It's a thousand percent um, right. And so we just made fun of everyone that was like doming the guy up before he even <laughs> before he even got to America, which was hilarious. But he is great. He's good now. We we like him now. Although uh, Jalen Brunson came on the pod and said Luca would not have even started for the Villanova team that won the title. <laughs> The 2016 team. I loved it. I love that take. I loved it. It's not true, but not true, I love that take. It's, it's okay. It's good. No, he knows the 20, uh, the 2018 team is what he meant. That was the draft, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it's Anthony Edwards. That's the guy that I have my eye on because uh, he's a Korean guy. Do you feel like Korean is flying too close to the sun? Getting a um, he, he's he's big he's, recruiting class for Tommy Korean. Yeah, I feel like the the hammering home the I coached Dwayne Wade. I coached Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Now Anthony Edwards is I in line. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I coached Tom Pritchard. Um, <laughs> Anthony Edwards is next in line to be the Victor Oladipo and Dwayne Wade. That's yeah. what he's banking on. This yeah. is going to be his third. He's like Thanos collecting the stones. This is his third one, right? Yeah. Um, but this feels this feels kind of scary. I don't know anything about Anthony Edwards. I just know that Georgia basketball is not the greatest. I, 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 everyone's telling me Anthony Edwards is great. So I hope I hope this isn't the case. But is there a chance this is like a Markel Fultz situation where like Georgia actually sucks? Anthony Edwards is like good, but like. Not that great, and then Tom's like, "Fuck!" There goes my plan. A little bit. I really yeah. think Tom's like great when it comes to development. Like any NBA scout you talk to, you know, any coach, they'll say like, "No, I think Tom actually does a really good job developing kids." Yeah. Um, Anthony Edwards in high school, he has been this like remarkable power athlete. Like the clip that has gone around and gone viral with Anthony Edwards is him like baptizing Johnny Juzang, who's going to Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Like a kid from out here. Yeah. Yeah. Like like ended this kid's life at Pango's all American (laughs) camp. Um, Like Gottlieb was coaching on the sidelines and I looked right at Doug and Doug gave like the stink face, like looking away from the play because he was like, oh my God, no, he, what just happened? Doug was looking at his mentions from his Andrew Luck tweet. That's what that was. <laughs> it was this weird timing. <laughs> um, so Anthony Edwards, like he's this power athlete who can get into the lane and do all this stuff. He hasn't really been asked to do a lot of skill stuff in like mm. high leverage situations yet. And like his team didn't win a ton of games Ooh. either. So like there's just like a little bit yeah. of that. Like I think he's going to be great. I'm a big fan of him. But to say that this is like a guaranteed, you know, George is a top 30 team in the country or whatever. I don't know. Like I was maybe. I was a fan of Anthony Edwards. Again, 
to reiterate, I've watched none of these guys except Nico Mannion highlights. That's like, that's about the extent of my my uh, uh, coverage of recruiting classes. I proudly do not follow the recruiting. Right. Um, but Anthony Edwards, I was excited about the idea of him because that's always the take is that the number one recruit is not actually the best player. So I was excited in like July, June or whatever because James Wiseman's the number one guy. He's the he's Penny's big yeah. guy. He's the reason Penny got the job, if we're being honest. Right. Because, um, so he's the guy... But the galaxy brain looks at the scene and says, no, no, no. The number one guy is not the number one guy. We actually have to go down a little bit. Well, and I picked Anthony Edwards. But then I noticed that everyone else was talking about Anthony Edwards. So I was like, I don't know anymore. Well, I think that we'll just, I think you're right on that. Like, James Wiseman's the number one guy. He's won, like, the awards and everything. The guy who's going to be most productive in college basketball is Cole Anthony. I would. I wanted to talk to you about him. And let's just move on to it. Uh I was the question. I was going to phrase he's it like going to average like twenty yeah. points and like six assists a game so, and the, like six the, rebounds. The thing I keep saying to trigger, I, I have seen Cole Anthony highlights. I lied. I, I cheated on Nico a little bit and watched Cole Anthony because as soon as as soon as Ohio State Carolina got paired up um, in the ACC Big Ten thing, I was right. like, I gotta I gotta know more about Cole Anthony. The DJ Cart and Cole Anthony thing is gonna be awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't know if DJ is gonna start, but like we'll see. <laughs> He's gonna start. Cut he's gonna cow, start. Cut that. He's he's the best. He's the best player on the team. He's 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 amazing. Cut that guy, please. Um, so uh, I was the, the thing I say about Cole Anthony to trigger North Carolina fans is that he's Austin Rivers. I have some Austin Rivers. There vibes. is. I have Austin Rivers vibes. He's a a, a privileged kid, like growing up in yeah. it. Like he's he he thinks he's bigger than the uh, the school that he's playing for. I get that. Not a lot of talent around him per se. Not as much as you would expect. For a, a North Carolina, the, yeah, yeah, where he's at, he's just gonna do everything himself. I get Your that. Thought. Okay, yes, yes. I don't think I it like this. Fit. Oh, damn like it. I don't think it is. I don't uh, think it's accurate. I okay. get where you're coming right. from, though. Right. Um, the reason that I say that is because he's been just like ridiculously productive every single place he's been. Like he averaged triple double last year at Oak Hill. Okay, that's like good. he's that's pretty good. Yeah, like he's he went to Nike Basketball Academy this summer. Like what it was probably, I think it was like a week, two weeks before my wedding in August. And like, mm -hmm. he was the best player there. Like Cassius Winston was there. Uh, like Yudoka Azubuke was there. All these like elite level college basketball players were there. And he was the best guy. Like he was just diamond guys all over the court, throwing pocket passes, throwing like cross corner whips. God damn it. Um, yeah. Like <laughs> he's and like the thing that people complain about with him is like that Austin Rivers thing where they say like, oh, this guy's like all about himself. He's not about winning. Like he yeah. just wants to score points. I don't really think that's true. I think I people know. just kind of want to like pick holes at him. Uh, he's, oh I think he's really good. Oh like, God. I, Tate, Tate's going to be insufferable about Cole Anthony. Yeah, I've year. been I've been uh, very excited about Carolina Ohio State game because uh, it just feels like a great. I don't know. I've, I've built. I'm I, I'm usually not an Ohio State. Like people give me shit for talking about Ohio State on here all the time, but I'm not an Ohio State yeah, basketball homer. To say, dude. I know. I, mean, I don't talk. I don't like. I'm not the guy that going into every season. I'm like, I think we're going to be really good this year. I'm very right. very excited about this Ohio State team though. So am I. and DJ Carton's a big reason why. But like you said, I don't know if he's going to actually start to start right away. But well, there's CJ Walker from Florida State. Like they have. Luke but he's Muhammad. definitely DJ yeah. Card's definitely the best player on, on Ohio State, I think. Long term, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whether or not so. he's there, like for the North Carolina game, we'll yeah. See. So I, I hype myself up into that being the time. The DJ, <laughs> the DJ Carton, Cole Anthony showdown, and DJ Carton gets the best of him in Chapel Hill, and then I'm just ecstatic, and that's what I've told I like myself. This. Is, I mean, honestly, I since that's what I wanted. Big Dick, it hasn't been anything. I know. Out of I need. Yeah, I know. I'm true. excited. I last year was you know we were okay last year. Yeah, but like, it's it been too long it's years. Been, dude. Yeah, it's been a while. So they're gonna be better this year. They were last year, I think. Anything else? before we go um 
don't know. Anything else we need to talk so. about? Uh, any plugs? I have. I have. Well, we got to. We got to do some shout outs. Joey Hauser, I saw this. Filed a transfer waiver to be eligible for Michigan State immediately. He transferred uh, from Marquette. Kyle, you would know this guy as we make the joke about Marquette. Um, that Mark that, that they're the two brothers that Marquette was like g- going to probably be a top ten team coming into the season. And when Marcus Howard, um, they're the, the best scorer on Marquette, averaged like twenty five. Oh right, he, last year. he says he's left. coming back. Yeah, yeah. and everyone was like, "Oh shit, Marquette's going to be unbelievable this year. They might be top five team, whatever." And then like three days later, the Hauser brothers said, "We're getting the hell out of here." Right. Marcus Howard's back. Yeah. Um, one of them went to Michigan State. He's now wants a transfer waiver. The whole reason this is hilarious is because Michigan State, as we said, is going to be really good this year. And it's my understanding he has like zero grounds for this waiver whatsoever, other than just like, I really want to play this year. Come on, NCAA, let me play. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't know why he'd be eligible. I don't That's know enough funny. about like, I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Emotional distress Although, by Marcus Howard chucking. This this has become a problem. The transfer waivers, like so many people are throwing them out there. That like I do want to make jokes about it, but I know I'm going to get burned on one of these. Where like I'm going to I'm going to joke about it. Like oh, this guy wants a waiver, and and then it's like, dude, his brother has cancer. Right? Is, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Just give them all but, waivers. Yeah, That's give them I'm all at. waivers. Pay the players. Yeah. <laughs> Pay the players. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is uh, UCLA football scored 67 points against Washington State. We were actually watching this game together, kind of on your phone. Sort of. We were at the bar on yeah. the Saturday night. Um. And Mick Cronin is UCLA's head basketball coach, so UCLA basketball will not score 67 points in any game this year. So over under 15 games where they score 67 points. I'm taking the under. Whatever it is with Mick Cronin, I'm taking the under, including height-related things. Ah. Jesus. I like that. Um, you mentioned your wedding. We'll wrap it up with this. we got to talk about your wedding. I went to your oh, wedding. Um, I briefly. I don't even remember if I told this on the podcast. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But here, We're here now. I'll say it again. Uh, I just want to. I just want to brag that you and I went on a fifty-nine to nothing cornhole run oh, yeah, at your wedding. That, yeah. I did say this yeah. fifty-nine. So let's zero. gloat again. Three straight. Let's games. talk about it. Yeah, fifty-nine nothing, Kyle. Just rolled, folks. Yeah, that's all. Damn. There's no. That's all we really. Where were you say. when I needed you in Cleveland, dude? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you were. I was videotaping you because it was hilarious. Yeah, it you. was. That was. Uh, that was ridiculous. That was great. So uh, good time your wedding. I was going to tell another story from your wedding. Still but happily probably, married. It's probably not. Still happily married. Uh, month. Right. We're, we're out a month. Yeah. What, what do you want to get into the story? Well, I, I mean, we'll just, I, we don't need to tell specifics there. Kyle, you'll love the story. There's a guy, um, there was a guy at the wedding that had his sight. I sat next to him. Uh, uh, I was at his table. He had his sights set on. So, so Sam's wife, I don't know if I can divulge as, as much, but like Sam's wife was uh, an athlete, right? Okay. So she has yeah. a lot of, a lot of the, the women that came to the weddings were also athletic nice. builds. Attractive. Sure. There's some attractive women there, right? So this guy I'm sitting next to, has a sight set on like the one, like he puts her on a pedestal right away. And he's okay. telling me like, I found Immediately. her. I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah. That's her. I'm locked in. Um, and then, so I was like, sure. Like he, he almost was like asking me, is it okay? Like, is that what you, but I'm, I'm locked in. Do you want her too? And I'm like, bro, no. <laughs> just no. here watching my buddy yeah, get married. Yeah. Like Sorry. I'm just here for the open bar and like, I'm going to get out of here. Like they, but so he's like, cool, I'm locked in. So the whole night, like the side, the side story for me was watching this. Like we're playing cornhole, having fun at the wedding, but like every so often, if I kind of felt like I was bored or something, I would just turn and look at the guy and yeah. watch his pursuit. And it was going horribly. It was oh, like, man. like, I felt like I should step in and say something like, is he bothering? Like it was one of those situations. Like, yeah. my it, God, it, it looked like to me, I like went over to one of her friends and I was like, is this, is this a problem? And she was like, no, it's fine. Like, it's yeah, totally good. Don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, cool. her body language was like, get this fucking guy away from me. I, so then I started watching more. Cause I was like, shit, dude, I might have to like kick his ass or something. I might be the hero in all this. I don't mm. know. It's been so um, long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I might be interested after all. Interesting. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm kind of keeping an eye on this as the night progresses. 
she starts to get into it more. Oh no! Yeah, she's wow. feeling. She's, she's feeling it. it. Jesus! Yeah. And it, I'm like, hold on, wait a second. Long story short, it happened. What? Yes. Yes. Whoa. Long story short, um, the greatest. I, it was the greatest comeback I've ever witnessed. It was like in the my UCLA, in the yes. behind yes. 67 point win. It was one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen in my life. The, at the your details wedding. I'll never of the comeback too are that. So we go back to my place, like the after party. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love a story that starts like this. Like all of, there were probably 25 people in my apartment. Jesus, you fit 25 people in there? You yeah. You got a nice porch. You got a nice porch. Yeah, that's exactly right. right. So yeah, we, he the, falls asleep on my couch whenever they get back. He or she? He. Okay. No, she's just out having a good time okay. the whole time. And he wakes up and then like. Rallies. Rallies and. Then seals the deal. Then seals the deal. Oh, my God. In my bathroom. Oh, my God. That had already been vomited in. Yeah, mm. dude. It was the greatest comeback. It's one of the greatest comebacks. Of it. And we should we should reiterate, everything was consensual. Yeah, 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 it yeah, was yeah. all consensual. Oh, yeah. There's no funny business. Just for anyone <laughs> yeah. listening. it was. This is not a story of, of, of smoke and mirrors or yeah. anything no, no, else no, illicit. Yeah. It was a story of like... A man just just would refuse to lose, refusing to lose, Rebounding. and then wow. the woman saying, "You know what? You are pretty charming after all." Wow. <laughs> yeah, what a story! What am I sitting? That in? happened at that <laughs> happened Unbelievable. at Sam's wedding. So anyway, uh, Sam, this was good. Thank you. Yeah, of thank course. you for uh, for stopping by, Kyle. You got anything else to add before we go? That's it, folks. That's it. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Cut the uh, Bruce Pearl Brazilian wax thing.